Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel and Star Wars. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today, we are recapping the She-Hulk finale in full spoiler details. So if you haven't seen the episode, I would get out of here. Um, at the top of the show, I just want to a couple couple housekeeping things here. Um, we are actually streaming on YouTube now, too. Usually we're on Twitch. You can follow us at the Michael O'Rear, but Star Wars has an official YouTube now, and we have one subscriber. It's very sad, so if you're listening to this, you know, just help bump up our numbers just a little bit. Um, I also wanted to say, um, and I guess Tommy can talk about this too, but um, I, I feel bad. We didn't we didn't do anything special um, for our 100th episode, but I, I did just want to thank everybody um, because it's been a long road, and we've made it to 100 episodes, and we, we couldn't do it without uh the wonderful people that listen to this podcast so just wanted to say thank you tommy do you want to say thank you or no <laughs> I, I really <laughs> i wanted to do that like vault no i don't want to say thank you no of course <laughs> i want to say thank you uh man it's been a wild ride and we're we're not slowing down this isn't like an announcement that we're slowing down we're, we're just cooking up baby but uh yeah, yeah, we'll thanks for those og those rider dies those mm-hmm. you know they were there for the low lows and they were there for the high highs yeah, what were the low lows? Um, uh, maybe when we uh, were bad batch. I was just gonna say <laughs> bad batch, <laughs> or the book of Star Wars would also be a low low for yeah, me. But probably yeah. bad batch has had book oh, of Star man. Wars was good was good for the podcast though. Book of Star Wars great for the podcast. Uh, bad batch bad for none. Those two <laughs> characters we don't talk about bad for everyone in the world. All right, uh, we'll bring in, I'll, I'll let our guest talk now. He's been waiting so patiently. Um, it is our good buddy from um, the Two Sides of the Story podcast. It is Tom Sides. Tom, how's it going? Hey, it's good. Congratulations on 100 episodes, guys. Thank you. Appreciate that. Tom, what's going on in your world, man? How, what's what's up? Oh, man, just, you know, living life. I've, I've been doing the podcast tour a little bit. Uh, I was just on the Lights, Camera, Rant, and i you know what? I tried my best to kind of go up against you. You had a hell of an episode on there. Uh, my co-host and I were just on the Comic Book Boys podcast, so that's probably dropping soon. And now I'm here doing yours. I, I'm happy to be back. I missed you both so much. And uh, next time, give me the memo, and I'll shave all of this and come in with a mustache. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. We, we were sporting the mustaches. Now, Tom, I, uh, I've i listened to all your guest appearances, so I'm caught up in, in Tom here, so excited to do it. Um, but Tom, I, I want to throw it, you get first dibs here. I got to know, what did you think about the S.H.I.E.L.D. finale? I have been a fan of this show since the first episode. I loved every second of it. Um, to me, it was like Ally McBeal meets the MCU, and I was just kind of here for it. Um there was a lot, like, a, a, a lot of it was, for me, uh, very comical. I really enjoyed, I just really enjoyed this show. Like, it never lost me. I always, like, even when, like, they did their, uh, of course, we're doing a wedding episode. That, was, the, that, to me, was very South Park when they had the cliffhanger of who Eric Carbon's father was, and they came back with a brand new season with just a Terrence and Philip episode. I thought it was hilarious, and I just really enjoyed what they did here. Yeah, you know, I think... Uh... First and foremost, we're talking about the finale. I love the finale. This was so awesome. It was unexpected. It was exciting. There were big moments. Um, it, it just it, like just chef's kiss. I'll get into it, like some of the stuff I love more later. But 
Um, I don't know that the whole season works for me totally, especially like looking back at like some of these plot points that like turned out to, it just amounted to nothing really. Um, so I don't know if the finale serves itself a lot, but I don't know if it serves the season as a whole. Not a big fan of the wedding episode personally, um, but Tommy, uh, finale here, what, what do you think? I loved it. I, I think for me, I love the whole series. And I think it's because the series knew what it was, even when the fans did not. And I think to your point of like, were there plot points that didn't amount to much? I think it did. Because I think all of those plot points, all that stuff was to set up for this finale, set up for the fact that it was just kind of being the same thing we've seen in all Marvel things. And and it was there intentionally uh, and I, I actually think this was the most concrete, very clearly thought out show disguised as what is happening in this chaos. Uh, I think there's a lot there that I think in multiple watches, we'll be able to go back and be like, oh, this was setting up this thing. This was setting up that thing. Uh, and so overall, I really enjoyed my experience with She-Hulk. I think that this show was more inclined to be binge than it was uh Stay tuned for next week. As I was so uh, in preparation, I kind of like went back five episodes and then rewatched all the way to finale. And it it's a different watch when you go back to back to back to back to back as opposed to waiting for next week. That's what I found. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, one day I'm gonna start revisiting these shows, and I think it will be probably one of the more interesting ones to see again. Um, but guys, I've got, I mean, I've just got so much to, uh, that I want to gush about right now, but let's just, we'll dive into the episode and we'll get to it. Um, but like one of my favorite things of the entire episode is right here at the beginning, we get the Savage She-Hulk intro, um, which is basically a take on the um, original Lou Ferrigno Hulk TV show. And uh, I thought this was just so fun, very well done, um, recreating some really awesome shots from that show. Just uh, uh, the chef's kiss to this. I loved it. What? It was a wonderful tribute yeah. to it. Um, you know, it makes you like these little things that make you want to go back and see like the past stuff just like a little bit, and then it makes then it makes you wonder why did they name their character David Banner instead of Bruce Banner? It's just those little things. I, I did you know that it was David Banner, not Bruce Banner. Yeah, I, I heard that um, there was it had something to do with homophobia. They thought the other name um, wasn't manly enough or something. That okay. <laughs> I, I don't really even see that, but that's what I've heard a couple different times. I was actually uh, like the Hulk TV show. That's like one of the first superhero properties that I ever liked. I, I was like me and my brother, especially we were like Hulk fanboys, like when we were children. Yeah. Um, and it was from that TV show. And we would uh, we also I mean, there were other movies, too, but um we would like cut up our t-shirts like we were like, you know, hulking out. So, uh, oh. yeah, I, I've got a lot of reverence for that show. Uh, Tommy, you, you care about the Lou Ferrigno Hulk? Yeah, I, I feel like everyone knew about the Hulk, the Hulk TV show. And I think like it, it's why people thought the Hulk movies are going to be such a slam dunk uh, money makers. And Marvel kept trying to make them time after time. Like Again, uh I always, for me, it was the the sad boy Hulk vibe. That's what I would every day as I left the radio. I worked in the radio station at my college. I would make sure they would play the sad Hulk music, walking away, getting you know hitchhiking. <laughs> I would play that as I left the office, and then I'd come back for two. I'd be like, run back in the room, like maybe he's staying. 
no, he's leaving. And, and that, it'd be a whole every single day I do this to, yeah. to the poor people in the radio station. I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Jen wakes up here. She's in a cell. Um, but uh, Pug and Mallory, they get her out. Um, actually, her parents are here to pick her up. This is a good episode for the parents. I don't know if we got any good, um, good shed stuff this episode, but the parents were good. Can we kind of agree that this was a bit of an overreaction by the DODC? <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. Like, I remember, like, she smashed the TV and picked the dude up. Oh, uh, I get like this is like first demeanor assault at best. Yeah. Like, and some property damage. This is not like. Guess whose life is going to get completely fucked up right now? Yours. Um. Yeah, I think they're a little just afraid of the the superheroes. Like uh, the one wrong thing, they're like, "Oh no, this is we can't." Like you're you're on the verge of becoming a super villain. Yeah, I feel like it's very touchy. I mean, if we look at like Spider Man, was I mean that was just his identity, and it was like ah, up in arms. Like I feel like it's everything these days. It, it is. Maybe it's because the Sokovia Accords didn't really work, and yet the feeling from that is still there of, like, you guys didn't solve the problem. You're still just as dangerous as you were. We just realized that maybe we were too extreme with this, with the regulations on you. Uh, but I, it was definitely, like, I thought a little extreme of, like, there could be a conversation. Like, clearly she had a reason to get angry. Um, yeah. But I think it's going to the overarching message, which is, you know, She-Hulk and women in general, it, 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 there are different lenses you know, on, on when they get angry, it is different than if a man gets angry. It just is. And I think that's a lot of the commentary the show is trying to show in a lot of different ways. That's, yeah. a, that's a very good point. I like, I was just, it, I just seemed really weird to me. I'm just like, all right, well, like clearly she's turning into like, she's kind of losing control. But also I just found like, for the most part, like, like Bruce Banner destroyed Harlem. She got she smashed the TV and picked a dude up, and now she's like in that Hulk tank. Like, it just seemed a little bit much for what had happened versus what could have happened. That's fair, good, good point. And she, uh, there was other ramifications here. We also see her that she's cleaning out her desk, she got she lost her job. Um, yeah, I mean, she looked at a lot for these guys, yeah, it's fire. It's a real fall. Like she was their whole face and they just let her go. I knew these, I knew she wasn't going to stay there long. And these people, I did not like that boss from the beginning, Michael. I told you this, Mm -hmm. watch out for him. And I didn't like that. He just let him go. I also, do you think Nikki should stay or leave in solidarity? Well, like, here's the thing in today's job economy, right? You need to be able to fend for yourself. If you have a good gig, I would understand like, and also, like, she goes back to that company when she can be She-Hulk again. Like, she was hired as She-Hulk. She wasn't hired as Jen Walters. It was, like, the main thing of her contract. Just, you can be the face of this department. Just please be She-Hulk when you're here. And if the one thing of her prison sentence or letting her out of DODC is you just can't be She-Hulk anymore, that really ruins her contract. Uh, then you shouldn't... Yes, but if a place is only hiring you for your look, <laughs> that's a problem on its own. Yeah, that, that, that was the issue with, like, the yeah. episode, too. She's just... And that's been the struggle of do people only want, like... Like, she has the Jen Walters brain, and she's a very capable lawyer, but the problem is, is that everyone seems to want She-Hulk, which is the ongoing arc of this story. I mean, yeah. she did it in episode 8, I think, where... Oh, no, where episode 7, when she's at the... Uh, 
uh, the, I don't know what it's called, a monastery, the whatever they call it, the for Emil Blonsky. And she's just like, you have that friend that's just kind of better at everything, and yet it's also her, and She-Hulk is her better friend that, like, it, it like that scene really hit home for me. That was just like, oh, Jen Walters, I feel you. I just, oh, I yeah. just want to keep you up and take you for ice cream. Yeah, the duality of, of She-Hulk and all that. I agree. Like, I agree. That's my point is, I guess, no one should work for this company. They're clearly, like, having bad views. I shouldn't. Like, they all should have left. Up in arms. The fact that they just threw she- She-Hulk away. That, like, that was their whole reason for keeping her in the first place. I uh, didn't love this, but I did love, like you said, we didn't get a lot of chat, but we got a lot of the dad. And I think the dad was the MVP of the episode. Oh, he's hilarious. Uh, he's out there spraying the hose at the reporters. Uh, What's he say? I got, there's, we might be in a drought, but I got water pressure for days or whatever. Genius. Love the episode guy. before is like, where's your jacket? She can wear my jacket. Clearly too small for She-Hulk. It's just hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good stuff here. Um, there's also that we get some scenes of her kind of watching the news. Um, but I think the next big thing here is Jen and Nikki uh, are they? They've got their their uh, theory board, their their red string investigated board, uh, where they're trying to figure out who uh, Hulk King is and intelligentsia. And um, well, Nikki has a plan. She's gonna. I, I, okay, let me back up. I, I kind of I get this whole scene confused. She sees the video of Jen twerking that her mom shows her. Uh, very funny. It kind of, you know, takes us back to uh, takes us back to what happened with this. There's only one making a stallion. Yeah. So Nikki ends up with that video. She posts it on Intelligentsia and uh, immediately gets an invite to like their event. I guess that's all it takes. One video. Well, if you bring some good content like that, you gotta, you know, I'm sure you're worth your snuff, right? It must have been like the top post on that day. The most upvotes. Listen, we saw who a Hulk King is. I don't think there's much going on in the. I think yeah. they'll let anyone in. I'm surprised they lasted this long. Now that I know all the the behind the scenes that's <laughs> happening with this group, yeah. <laughs> Intelligentsia is not uh, their big thing. <laughs> right. right. Uh, so. Uh, they, they contact her, and but Jen Jen is going to the retreat uh, on her own. She wants uh, she needs like a, a mental health break. Um, but Pug is also going. He's sneaking in. Uh, so this is this is uh, interesting. I don't know any comments on all this. Pug has been my unsung hero this of this entire show. Really, I, he is guy. such a good guy. Like like when he when the elf person uh, mimics him and starts being a dick to the women, he goes like. Come on, guys. You know me. I would never say these things. Like he just tries his best to be such a good guy, and I just like kudos to him. He's like, you know, he's like Bill Murray showing up this end of Space Jam or John Candy at the end of Home Alone. Just like that unsung hero that saves the day. I love Pug. Tommy, you like Pug? Yeah, I, I think there's potential with Pug. I, I, to be honest, in the season two, I'd like to see more focus on the ensemble and almost lo- like. I felt like the show had to do certain things for its first season. And I'm hoping they fill that time with the ensemble. Cause I could see this being a week to week law case, like officially a law case episodic 
show that's focused on the core group, not just She-Hulk. I felt like they did that. Like, this is a little just focusing on the full season, but I do feel like at times it did that, but then it's like, oh, but we also need to go back to She-Hulk, but we're not giving enough time to her, but we're also not giving enough time to the ensemble. It's like it almost needs a pick. Is it an ensemble show or is it a She-Hulk show? Uh, and so I think with Pug, I enjoy the little bit I've got with Pug, but I need to see more. It's hard to do the whole cameo thing every week. And like, you know, here we are with, uh, we got Emil, we got Daredevil, we got like these new characters. Well, they brought so. back all of them. They brought back every cameo that they had yeah. in each episode in this episode. Yeah. Um, I liked, or I didn't like the wrecking crew of this whole thing. When he came back up, I thought this was going to be the big twist. Like he was going to be, this was all to get her to get back here. And they actually took out Emil. I thought Emil was captured at this point. Wasn't this was this confusing for you all too, or am I the only one thinking Some, this was going to be more? Something's missing here. Uh, that's my. I've come to the conclusion because there's this whole plot with Todd and trying to get her blood. Um, we kind of get confirmed that the blood was taken, but there's never any connection between the Wrecking Crew and them, right? I mean, we can we can like headcanon it in to make it make sense because obviously they were also trying to get her blood, but like. Again, this guy from the Wrecking Crew, he never like tells She-Hulk anything. Like, oh, I'm your friend now, but it's like, well, who the hell were you working for when you tried no, to like attack? That was my big thing too. Like, I'm so happy you said this because, like, if, if you're gonna make peace with her and do all this stuff and try to be buddy buddy, give her everything. Just be like, by the by, we were also hired. Um, we were hired by this guy. So if you want to do some research on this and try and get him, like, like know this. Like, also, like, like the fact that he didn't go in and be like. We were hired guns. Like we didn't do this from our own volition. We were hired to get hired to get get to you. So like that really bothered me. I'm just like you he could have given her like, by the way, here's the answer to all of your issues, by the way. I have it for you. And <laughs> yeah, he didn't do that. He really didn't deliver. Yeah, and not only did he not do that, he also like was very he was always tiptoeing around things, which made him seem sketchier. Like the way he played it seemed like there was going to be another shoe that fell. Like it felt like the actor didn't play it like he was being a nice guy. It felt like, all right, he's going to, this is all going to come up that he's here in order to get the blood or something, you know? It was weird. Yeah. Tommy, have you been watching The Mole? I, yes, I have. I haven't watched the, the new reboot. Yeah, I'm not going to but... The Mole before. Uh, well, was it. <laughs> there's people in that show that that their strategy is to make people think that they are the mole, right? Like, because you don't want to get found out. But if you're not the mole, it's it's advantageous for people to think that you are. And um, this wrecking crew guy, I feel like he's in that situation. Like, it's almost like he has this agenda. Like, okay, I want to apologize, but I also want uh, She Hulk to still hate me. Like, because it would have been so much easier. Uh, if he just said what happened instead he lets her think that he did that on his own volition when the apology would have been a lot easier if you're like listen it was just a job not personal like she all would have like <laughs> even if you don't even if you don't even told like say who hired you I don't know. This well, and then the other half is like, like to your point, it'd be one thing if like She Hulk was also questioning it, but Jen's not question. Jen's like, yep, this is normal conversation. This is how a normal adult talks to people. It's like she's not questioning it either. Yeah, no, that, that really got to me. Like it was just that, like, it, like again, like the ultimate apology. Like I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but the ultimate apology would have just been, we were a hired gun, and if you want to make peace, which it seems like he wanted to do, 
It would have been like even in, like I even expected it in this episode where they had that one on one time. Like he could have just been like making tea and just well. By the way, I forgot to tell you this in the yurt. We were hired. We were hired by this person or this code name or whatever the hell you want to give her. The, like we were a hired, we were a hired gun for to get to you. Yeah, not not hard, dude. Uh, even at the time, Tom, we were like, we we're like, I, I was convinced. I was like, he's still evil. He's playing her uh, because if he was really nice, but uh, it turns out he's just an idiot. So we'll we'll, we'll leave he, that guy alone. He might know. not be the, the the crew might still be going out there. Uh that's true. That's true. Uh, maybe we'll see the wrecking crew again. Um, so, uh, but yes, they they are here. Pug, Pug is on the inside here. He's being the hero. Uh, Todd recognizes him, but he's like, "Yeah, man, come in, brother. Like, we got this." Um, yeah, it's just this is like uh, the misogynistic hour, you know. Everyone's like just bashing women in here, um, but uh, it, it, I don't know. It's uh, it's weird. But anyways, Todd goes on stage. He's giving a speech, and he says he has a speaker. This was weird to me too. Um, Emil's gonna be uh, a speaker here. He's coming up on stage and talking to these guys. It's like they can't decide if he's bad or not. And and when they do want him to look bad, they don't even go all the way with it. I don't know. Also, can we say that this is kind of like a bad choice as like your speaker? Because who's his lawyer? Like well, like well known. It's in the news. Like (laughs) he goes to this law firm all the time too. Like that's his law firm. He knows that Emil Blonsky's lawyer is Jennifer Walters. There's a relationship there. Like, just, like, right there, like, what is he thinking? That- well, maybe that's why, Tom, maybe that's, it's it's like if you got his lawyer, if you got the person that she's representing dissing her, how bad, that's even, like, it's almost like a cherry on top of, of well like, yeah, it's like almost like slap in the face. Like, look, we got your own people talking about you and supporting this group now. Yeah, so you get Pug and now you got... Emil Blonsky on top of it. Like, we got the inside scoop. You want to talk some shit? We got our client right here. He's going to... Yeah. All right, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I will say, he doesn't actually say anything bad about... Like, he his speech is so... He, like, comes in after everyone's talking crap about her, and then he gives, like, the most generic speech of all. It's, like, just, like... Mm. Like, if you looked up motivational speech, like, that's what he said. Like, it wasn't anything... It was particular. very vague. Yeah. It was Do nothing he... to the group. <laughs> Yeah, I actually didn't know if he fully understood this was a She-Hulk uh, hate group at first. Like, yeah. I was like, did he just get told to come to this event and he's just giving a generic, like, pump-up speech? Like, we're all reaching your goals. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! I don't know what they are, but I hear you're doing it. Well is that, all, is that all it takes? Do we get into uh, being, like, uh, what are they called? Not, I keep saying pump-up people, but, like, you know. Motivational speakers? Yeah. Yeah, all we just vague statements is all we need to start. Just hey, your life is good. You're doing it. Yeah, and it might get bad, but you'll do good again. Own belief in yourself that you're doing it. Hurrah! Yeah, exactly. Um, Things won't always be perfect, but if you keep trying, it's like all right, cool. Um, Okay, so this is when things really start going downhill here. Uh, Jen walks in. And uh, she sees abomination there. Um, a, a lot of a lot of stuff starts. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. I, I, I can't even process. I guess we can start with with Todd Hulk. Uh, this is something that uh, we've talked about, Tommy. We we kind of saw this coming. Um, I hate it. You don't like it. I, not... Come at me, bro. 
<laughs> oh, we need to see Bro Hulk ever with the t- tight shirt. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I guess I don't love, I mean, I, I, I thought Todd was really dumb. I don't like Todd, like, I, I don't like him as a character or as a villain or like, I wouldn't hang out with him. Like, in every way I can not like Todd, that's yeah. how I feel. You know who could have been our first Bro Hulk? Chat. That's who could have been our first Bro Hulk. Yeah. He still might be. Did Chad have a lot? Because I know, like he, there was like a family dinner. I think he was there later. Did he have a single line in this episode? I feel no. like that we wasted Chad there. I didn't even see him in that. Like I never remember someone saying, "Hey, let's go to him. Let's have a combo." No, I didn't hear anything from him. From well, it just goes to show how easily unimportant he is when Jennifer Walters has a successful boyfriend there. Oh, yo, what's going on, my party people? Is he the star? We need, we should have like, should we do awards for each series and like who is the, who is the MVP background person? Is that a thing? Should we do this, Tom? I think it, I, why not? I think like, like discussing the unsung heroes of anything, it's worth discussing. Like, yeah. if I have to give my vote, my vote's still to Pug right now throughout the whole series. I think Pug kind of just killed it. He accidentally helps He accidentally helps out. That's what I love, the accidental help. Like, <laughs> having, like, a need for shoes, what do we find? The dude that makes the suit for uh, uh, for Jennifer Walters. Like, I, I like that. It's, it's tripping and falling into success. Yeah. Let's put a pin on this. Let's come back to the end of the episode. I'm going to think about some awards here, and we'll we'll okay. talk about it. Um, because I really would just want to talk about the hellfire that happens here. Titania shows up. Hulk shows up. Yeah. Um, Hulk fights Emil for a second. Yeah. Like, and even like we all know, we know their show goes. But when I'm watching this, I'm like, what the heck is going on here? It, and I love the line out of uh, Nikki going, "Doesn't this bitch ever use a door?" I love that. That made me laugh so hard. Yeah. I just, she's always smashing through. Like, yo, just there are doors here. You're in a bar. It's easy access. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and this is the thing, guys. Um, when this was happening, I was like, "Yep, this is everything we've talked about. Everything we expected." And guess what? That's what we do for every Marvel finale. We've talked about it. We've theorized. We basically know exactly what's going to happen, and it always plays out repetitively or predictably and for the first time i was completely caught off guard here um because jen takes a step back we go to the home screen did first of all did anyone feel like they sat on their remote when that happened uh yes yeah i don't think it got me i I think i i was just like Did did you guys make the same mistake of watching it with subtitles on yes uh well yes uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah. so, so let's get there. Uh, yeah, she jumps to the home screen. She gets in. She's walking through the... Yes, Tommy. Sorry, I was just off this. I wanted to stop here real quick before we jump into the... Because it's, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Uh, I, I wanted to say about this jumping around thing. I like it because I think it makes sense for this story. And I think it was... In te- like We can talk about this more once we... But the idea is like the breaking the fourth wall in this way feels intentional because it's her taking control of her story and again like the overarching theme of, uh, of the done show it before in the comic books eh? yeah she's done it before in the comic books that being said there's a character that i think it would have fit like 
you've already opened the jar, right? There's no other character you can really do this with in the future. And to me, if they ever did a Gwenpool series, that would have been the character you do this with. Uh, if you don't know Gwenpool, it's a wild story. Uh, a character that it's basically like if one of us got thrown into a comic. So she's aware that this world exists. So it would have fit, I think, a little bit better. But that being said, I just wanted to mention that. It gave me Gwenpool vibes. Uh, mm-hmm. But this was wild. This was crazy. Let, let me ask you this, Tommy, or Dom, both of you. Um, what? I mean, I'm not really going to get too wrapped up in like the logistics of this whole thing. Because I know that's just not the point. But, like, She-Hulk is kind of like a Nexus creature at this point, right? She's jumping into other universes and, like, changing things. Like, she, she's got Wanda Pad. Like, this this is like, uh, I, I don't know. Well, they did make sure to, to carefully put in that this can never happen again. They patched up the, uh, the <laughs> area she... But I agree with you. Like, she is... The fact she can do this and literally gets everything she wants. She should have asked for more things, to be honest. Yeah. Be like, hey, can I have a million dollars as well? Like, Jen, you really you really dropped the ball, I think, on this one. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think yeah, she has this crazy ability. Now, who's to say, like, I know she can't do this again, but she could do something else again. I'm just happy we didn't get, like, you know, do you remember the 2003 Hulk? where Bruce Banner literally jumps out of a comic book or uh, Hulk jumps out of the comic book frame into another. Like, I just thought that was so weird back in that. Like that was part of the ruining that film for me. Yeah. Um, interesting that you asked that Tom, because um, I've complained about this multiple times. I can't watch the Hulk movie. It's not, you can't find it anywhere. I guess maybe I can rent it, but I'm not paying for that, especially when all superhero movies are on streaming services, besides that one. Well, we have it on our Canadian streaming services, Crave TV, if you have it, yeah. Do, do, do we have Crave, Tommy? No, it's strictly Canadian. No. Well, I'm going to get a VPN. I'll show. Yeah. I feel like I'm going through all this trouble to like, watch my... Like, I'm going to move to Canada just right. to watch uh, Hulk. <laughs> or just rent it for like five bucks, probably. It's um, only three bucks on Apple. Yeah. Uh, okay. So she goes into the writer's room here. Um, a lot of interesting conversation going on here. Um, uh, Tommy did allude to the, the the subtitles. Tommy, did you watch the subtitles? I did not, but I've heard of this uh, issue that people had. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of ruined the whole Kevin thing. In the subtitles, it, they abbreviate the Kevin as if, you know, it's an acronym for something. Uh, so you kind of know that this isn't Kevin Feige, which they, they could have, I mean, I don't know. How do you mess I'm this happy up? Kevin Feige. Keep yeah. Kevin Feige in the background. Let him do Kevin Feige things. Let him wear hats. Leave him alone. <laughs> Let him wear hats. Yeah, I think this was... I'm glad it wasn't Kevin, but I'm glad they, they alluded to it. Like, it was such a good joke. You know, if you don't get this... I was, a little, I was definitely goofed. I was like, are they really going to bring Kevin in here? And then the what it was definitely got me. Like, I was like, oh, this is a fun... And I like that the robot has a hat. Yeah, exactly. I also like that they use the Burbank offices as well. Like I've I've walked the same path that She Hulk has walked. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been on there. Well, have you seen like that? That were you in the Iron Man suit area? That was I cool. saw it from afar. You know, not giving too much tea, but I was a PA at some point in my life who had to run errands, and I walked, and there was a slow the the Snow White dwarves. Holding up that that's like I never that was my first time seeing that was actually being there. I was like, oh, this is cool. And now it's uh, now I saw it on TV as well. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. Cool. Um, 
Yeah, so um, <laughs> well, was there anything in the writer's room that stuck out to you guys? I mean, there was like a couple comments here. They talked about making season two a dream sequence. Just inside jokes that were written on the board, I think one of them was uh, something about men's knees being attractive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they had these like weird things of just like, what? What are we doing? As a man, yeah. my knees are not attractive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, weird days. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: Jessica Gao, the creator, uh, is in the writers' room as well. All uh, of the writers unaccredited. Are I didn't know if all I knew officially she's been the one that was announced. I wasn't sure if all the other ones. Yeah, the, all the rest of the writers. writers that were on okay, it. so they were all there, but the creator was there. Uh, and then, yeah, some of the ideas on the whiteboard, Gamma Goo. Uh, there's something attractive about man's knees, like you said, Tom. Uh, nanobots and Enchedable Hulk. They already got it there, Michael. They, they're already teasing it. What? What? I, I see that. What What the hell's up with Nano? Why are they talking about Nanobots? Where did that come into play? Tom, I hate... I think we've talked about this, uh, Tommy, but I hate Nanotech. So In sorry. general? Just all yeah, I, I hate it in the Marvel universe. It's so dumb. Like small robots, you, you keep your robots full size or not at all? Yeah, d- uh, yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. I mean, I like I like the classic Iron Man suit where he's like just like you know he's just the big metal machine, mm-hmm. and now he's like I don't know this like he's got bugs all over him. I don't. It's just it's weird to me. I'd rather I'd rather see him like get in this like actual physical suit than him like snap his fingers and like, it's like yeah. I don't know. It just feels cheap to me. That's fair. I, and I, mean, I think I, I think they're like trying to like advance the technology in the MCU, but I'm like, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it was also the show. Like, look how far we've gotten since yeah. like the very first suit. Right. Like, like the brilliance. Of, it's also the like the brilliance of Tony Stark. Look what this guy can do. Also, but, yeah. like this is like Im- I, I I shouldn't complain. Uh, we're watching the MCU. I was gonna say this is like impossible technology, but. Uh, obviously, everything in this show, these shows, I think a finger as a superhero is also impossible. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I'll leave it alone. Um, but yeah, so we go to Kevin here. We walk in and we find out that Kevin uh, stands for something else uh, that I didn't write down, um, but it's a robot and it it's for Nexus. Yeah, which yeah. I like. We've been hearing a lot about the Nexus. Yeah, there's always been, and like the thing about Nexus is that it's kind of been dropped around. Throughout this entire like new wave of shows, like it hasn't been like it's not real yet until it's it's something. I feel like it's they're just hinting at something huge to come. Yeah, either that or they're just trolling. I don't know, Marvel. Do you guys like the idea that like Marvel has almost gotten to the point where they they know what we want and they know what we care about and like they know that some of these words are trigger words for us that like they they keep throwing them out there almost willy nilly like not having plans to do it you know like even like the Incredible Hulk it's like they're doing that because people were hinting at that kind of thing or throwing out the it's almost like too tongue in cheek for me sometimes. Um, I think it's because they have something on the way. I think it's like if, if they do, I hope so, Tom. Yeah, and like the breadcrumbs, like. Like who started the Mephisto rumor? Like fans did it. Like it wasn't wasn't they, any. They did as well. I mean, they knew what they were doing. Hinting. Well, they knew what they were doing, but like, would they? There was like no real hint of Mephisto, really. There was one thing. What was that? I can't remember exactly what it was, but in one of the animated intros to one of the 
uh, shows. They show them like going beneath her house. And what is it like his Mephisto's hat or something is there? Yeah, there was, that, that animation was... had, had tons of hints to different things. Yeah. But that was they. Had, I mean, they also hinted towards uh, the guy that they used for the Vision Mind. But yeah, Wonder Man was his name. They yeah. they hinted towards him and never showed him to. But they did hint towards Mephisto. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. So I don't know. I think like it's it it also keeps us engaged and like a lot of us like like a lot of the fun is discussing like our own theories. Like, I'm not sure if you heard me on earth eight, nine, four, but I have this theory that Wong is a Kang variant. Can you like break this down for me a little bit more? Uh, I, I, I keep hearing like, they told me about it and I guess I'd listen to the podcast, but like, let, let's hear what, what, what's, what's your take? My theory came about it's cause like, you know how Kang is everywhere right now. Wong is literally everywhere in the MCU right now. And it like to me like he's not that big enough of a character, but he's like, but we keep using him. And don't get me wrong, like I love Wong as much as the next guy, but like, what are we using him for right now? He's literally everywhere. This has like been this. It's been season uh, phase Wong since since he's showed up uh, since he's became the uh, supreme sorcerer uh, supreme. Sorcerer supreme. And then, and so because of this, and then I started to think, well, how else are we going to get um, drop the mantle to Doctor Strange to being the Sorcerer Supreme? So I think finding out that Wong is actually Kang variant, he gets in the battle of different Kangs. So my my other theory is just because if you remember Loki, all the other Lokis we meet doesn't necessarily have to look like Tom Hiddleston. So who's to say that he can't be this Asian uh, sorcerer uh, be, be a Kang variant. It, it, like you, you have, so you have no idea where Kang the Conqueror kind of. We don't know where Kang the Conqueror kind of comes from. Whether he looks like Jonathan Majors, what he looks like Benedict Wong, it could be anything. So just like in my head right now, it's because Wong's literally everywhere. I feel like he's a Kang variant. Interesting. So let me last question on that. So I famously have already made fun of this theory. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be nice and open minded. No, no, no. Make fun um, of the only one. It's a dumb theory. <laughs> but I do want to ask: Do you think? Do you think he has always been a king variant, or he replaced the old one? Ooh. Um. I I I I I don't think that there was a Wong to replace. I think that he is, uh, just always been the king variant. I don't think he knows. Okay. Yeah, he just thinks he's wrong. But. Yeah, I don't okay. think, and this is how he finds out. So he enters this epic battle of the Kangs that we're, I'm, I'm expecting us to see somewhere down the line, and then, yeah. So Tommy, are are you a Kang variant? Well, don't ram me out yet. I still <laughs> that was going to be revealed in like two more podcasts. Oh, oh, that was the oh my god, that was the yeah, big I, twist. I, I know that this is like a ridiculous theory, and I have like zero weight, yeah. just like an idea I had, and then I respect I it. Talked myself into it. Tom, I've it. been I've been on the Wang uh, Wong is evil uh, uh, train for a while now, so this tees right up into right? my theory that he. Wong, Wong is evil. I, Wang yeah, the Wong. Conqueror is what we've been calling him on Earth Eight Nine Four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough about Wang. Uh, let's talk about Kevin. Uh, what stood out? There's a lot of conversation here. A lot of different things dropped. I thought just uh, very interesting. Uh, what was some standout moments with the conversation with Kevin? I I love this too because to me this was the MCU telling us 
we're listening. Like we we hear you. Like there was a lot of us going like, hey, this is a, cool. We're after super serum again. Yay! But like you know, it was just that, and the fact that they're changing up the story a bit and the going through all of this. I want to know where the X Men are. When are they going to come? You bought Fox like three years ago. Where are they? Like, like this was kind of just a nice little fan service thing. Just be like, we know we're working on it. We're going to be better. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I totally agree. Um, uh, I think this is a really good sign for things um, because I think oftentimes it almost feels like uh, when you're talking online, it is like you know just falling into the void and nobody really listens. But, um, I mean, even Kevin says, uh, like, that, like, we, we leave it up to the online people to tell us uh, what you think. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. I think this, I thought this was really well done. Uh, you know, it, I, what I love about this the most is how unexpected it is. And I can go, I, I've said it before uh, already on this podcast, but like, the fact that I could not predict where this was going was interesting. And also, I mean, obviously, we all hated where it was going to begin with. So, it kind of like took us away from, what was actually terrible. Uh, Tommy, what was some of your favorite Kevin moments here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think just the back and forth, I think for me, it was all the the Jen alluding to smashing Daredevil was great. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. It's just like, and again, I, I think this show has done a really good job of defining at least their version of Jen Walters and She-Hulk for me. It's like this kind of humor, this quippiness. I like it for her. I'm, I'm fully bought into this character and this version of, of She-Hulk. Uh, I love all the comic books on display in the in the lair of Kevin. If you look, there's tons of little uh, and maybe some hints to future movies or stuff. I don't know. There's a lot of there. So, yeah. Actually, Michael, I have a question for you. So yes. I know, like, so since I obviously I listened to the show, mm-hmm. um, you had this ongoing complaint that we never got to see Jennifer Walters transform. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get like some kind of gratification when they're like, listen, it's just too expensive. Can you cut away? And then did you get a little bit upset because we saw Bro Hulk kind of transform, but we ne- we still never saw Jennifer Walters? Yeah, it's a really good question there because, yeah, I was going to bring this up. I uh, I don't know if I was valid. I guess, yeah, I was like, it's nice that you guys – because my whole thing was like, oh, you think you're so slick by, like, cutting away and we're not going to notice. Um, yeah. But then they're like, they really put their – they put it out there. So I respect I like that. Yeah. Like, and, so yeah, working I'm, on Black Panther too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, this couple, uh, yeah, mention of the X Men. I think we touched on everything. Um, I, I found it interesting that they specifically said that um, we'll find out. Like, we're not going to find like the Hulk thing. That's not like on our agenda, and we still found out what happened with Hulk. So yeah, I felt like that was weird to bring that up if you're already, unless there's more to it. Like, I think oh, more to it. There has yeah. to be more to it. Yeah, and confirm that we're getting a Hulk movie. Is that confirm? Can we take that as confirmation that we are getting an official Hulk movie? I don't know. I, I think we're going to be getting an announcement that MCU has bought Hulk from Universal. I think cool. that's I think that's down the pipeline. That'll be cool. Because the con like that contract I think is almost up. I think that I don't don't quote me on this. This is just stuff I hear from other people and I'm using it as secondhand information, but like, I think the rights to the Hulk at Universal is almost up. Well, let's, I, 
Yeah, let's go I ahead and talk about go. this this moment where we find out what happens because uh, we're already there. Um, but uh, yeah, he comes back with his son Scar, and that's basically all we get. He just says who he is. Now, here's my pitch. Um, the thing with Hulk, Hulk can they can they can use Hulk a little bit. There's like a percentage thing, like I guess in the script, like Hulk has to be like he can't take up more than fifteen percent of the script, or it's considered a Hulk movie or whatever. So as long as they don't consider it a Hulk movie. They can use Hulk. So here's my pitch. We do a Scar movie, and Hulk is in 15% of it. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Um, let's just make sure that uh, Scar's hair is down for all, for all of it, because that man bun is terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. Clearly, the you know the, the guys who are, are working on Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, because the CGI on his hair was just not great. But... Um, <laughs> I think I think this kind of opens up the door for more things, Hulk. I think we're going to be seeing uh, a more rage-filled Hulk again. I think we're going to lose. We'll be losing Smart Hulk in the near future. Hmm. There you have it. Um, okay, so uh, I, I skipped over um, some uh, kind of like when she comes back. A couple things happen. Todd's arrested. Emil's going back. Daredevil jumps out of the sky. I did um, have a bit of an issue with this. Yeah. I would have done it a little bit of a rewind style where she kind of has like just like kind of slaps because what happens to the the Hulk serum now? What like where is that? Obviously it's not in Todd. Is it did it get brought out again? Is it gone? Is it sold? Like where are we with that? They, they, it just left a few things unanswered for me. So I would have liked the whole scene where she goes and like knocks it out of his hand, destroys it, or some something or other, or someone else picks it up, and then we get a scene where some shady characters buying it from some. No I think it just didn't even happen. Yeah. I, from what I took is like anything she said, like it just got deleted. Anything else was just everything that was left. I think Kevin tried to make make sense with what already happened. I, mean, I, I had a long conversation about this of like what is real from the first part and what's not now that the second half happened. I think hopefully season two will clear up a lot of those. Cause I'm with you, Tom. Like it was confusing of like, okay, is this thing out there or is it not existing? Cause she was basically like, Hey, we've already done this with the super soldiers here. And why are we doing this again? So they yeah. just were like, okay, we're not going to touch this anymore. Yeah. Cause like, I, I would have liked to see that scene of seeing uh Contessa Valentina, uh, Dave Fontaine getting her hands on it. Uh, Michael, that that theory of yours on Lights Camera Rant, I have shared and given you credit for this brilliant, brilliant theory. I I, I hoped, I actually hope that this is where it's going. I thought that was a brilliant theory of yours. Tommy, I mean, I'm such an ass because I I made fun of your theory and you're so nice about mine. So I appreciate that. Oh, That's well, nice. like, don't worry, like I know mine's dumb. It's fine. <laughs> like, like, well, mine didn't I, happen. Like. If it did happen, like I'm buying a lottery ticket if my fucking theory happens. But like yours is just like a cool movie process. Mine's just like a silly joke. <laughs> we'll get to the news, but I, I also feel like some of the recent Marvel news kind of takes it away. Yeah. But um, uh, we'll go to the post credit scene here. Um, Wong, <laughs> I guess Wong is freeing abomination. Is that what we're taking away here? Yeah. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, I want to know what's going on. Uh, I know that Devin from 894 is alluding to 
the what is it the school of strange or something like that like this like kind of underground of sorcerers so i think blonsky being there america chavez and then uh who's that um, uh half bull half man creature we got from multiverse of madness um wasn't he in this show i don't think so not Manbull. It was a different character. Multiverse. Uh, of I think I know you're talking about now. Yeah, there's like yeah. a yeah. Okay, so there's gonna be like a, a magic team. Yeah, and I think like uh, like even even uh, if I go to what I know about the comics, Agatha Harkness also gets involved in this. Ooh. So it'd be interesting to see, like, because there's a lot of people at Camartage right now, and I like to see if that's actually something that's going to develop. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, well, let's talk about the news because I think it plays into the stuff. Um, uh, I don't know, where, where do we go first? Tommy, do you want to set up uh, the news that you learned today? Yeah, I learned some news today. Actually, um, I don't know. If, let's clear. I think it's rumor. It, I thought it was officially like in the last day it was official, but maybe it's still rumored. If we can say rumored, uh, that we are getting a new version of General Ross. Oh, okay. So that one's good. I was thinking about the other one. Um, oh, gotcha. That, that is yeah. But yeah, yeah, so General Harrison Ford is coming in to play uh, Thunderbolt Ross. It's kind of interesting, I think. I, it's interesting they're breaking it. I, I love it's Harrison Ford, casting. obviously. Uh, yeah. It's good casting. Um, it, you think he's yeah. going to have his earring? <laughs> no. Maybe maybe if General Ross is going through like his midlife crisis, or, I yeah. guess like he's probably past that, but... <laughs> Uh, my thing is like, to me, does this mean that General Ross is like, I'm trying to like play inside baseball on this. Is he that important of a character that they didn't just let him like die off with, with, uh, with the actor? It, do they want to bring him back? Like, is there a purpose to bring him back? That's what I'm curious about with all well, this. Well, I think, it, I think it's said in the name of the upcoming film Thunderbolts, right? It's Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. There's a reason why they're called the Thunderbolts. So I like, I think he's an important enough character that you do recast, especially if they had this plan to put together the Thunderbolts. I know that you can, like again, like I, I, I said, like I liked Michael Siri. Like I was living in a world where this is how we do it without him, right? And then you can say that Contessa uh, Val had a relationship with him, and then d- decides to name the group after him. Whatever you could do, whatever. But he's coming back, and and I don't know if this is too much of a spoiler. I believe it's Captain America four, right? So that's yeah. I guess, yeah. Like what what's what's he gonna be in that? I'm curious. Um, I think he's gonna be the same general that we like, just looking like Harrison Ford, which is gonna lead to him being Red Hulk, Red Hulk. Yeah, because with the leader there and all that, there's gonna be some hulking around that we're not prepared for. Good point. Uh, forgot about the leader as well, and that's uh, that kind of yeah, that's a good connection. Um, but yeah, my thing was like, I feel like um, Contessa Valentina, whatever. I felt like she was brought in because we didn't have him, and now we have him. So what is she, who is she? Maybe she. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, but maybe she manipulates Thunderbolt Ross yeah. into starting this organization because he's under this impression of like. He is right. He's wanting this. He's been like he has this narrow-minded view, and since Hulk has not been able to shake it, 
I like that he's like the uh, or, or Valentina. She's like the little finger of the MCU right now, like just kind of pulling all the strings. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love her. I think she's really great. I can't wait for more of her. Um, let's talk about this other one. Um, and and this is the one I don't think is confirmed, but uh, it seems to be ruined that Sasha Baron rumored that Sasha Baron Cohen will be playing Mephisto. Do we have thoughts, guys? Right off the bat, great actor. I don't know. I've never read anything with Mephisto in it, nor do I have like an idea of how to play this character. But knowing what I know about Sasha Baron Cohen, this guy has nothing but range. So I think we're going to either get something ridiculously flamboyant and fun and manipulative, but at the same time, like he, like, like from what I've seen from his like Borat Ali G, but then you see him do stuff like he did in a Sweeney Todd when he needs to act. He can act, so I, I I'm excited to see what he can do. I, what we're gonna get out of him, I don't know, but I the guy has range. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah, I mean, Michael, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm just I, I listen. I can't believe they're gonna give us Belvisto. Do you know how long it was, Michael, when we were in the the trenches of Wandavision, and we thought it was gonna happen at some point. I just show me it and I'll be happy. I just can't even I can't even think it, it's a possibility. I feel like I feel like we do get a lot of like um you know fake news out there. I will say I, I thought the Harrison Ford thing was fake. That's confirmed now. So that, that actually makes me believe this a little bit more. Um I don't do you know. think it's Disney that's doing it too? Like like <laughs> out like no, but like that's what I would do if I worked for Disney or at least Marvel. I would have like Here's some truth. Here's a lie. Here's a lie. Here's some truth, and then just see what it hits, and we'll see what the fans say, and then like, then we can get some actual feedback going. Like, oh, they're actually excited for this shit. Well, maybe we can work on this as a side project. Yeah. Pro- I mean, it's probably happened at least once. <laughs> I mean, with everything. It has to have happened. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, like, just like like the demand of Spider Man, like, like. Just like to make that deal, I know like a, f- a few things changed. It went from Captain America three to like Civil War. No, 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 we can get Spider Man in this, so we can do some things. Like, like I'm sure that there's been a bunch of rumors. Like, like I mean, even the rumors of the three Spider Man going to work together in no uh, in No Way Home. It yeah. must have been like there, there's there's lies and there's truths and all this stuff. I I don't know. I just think it'd be a fun department to work into the. MCU leaked uh, uh, wing and just be like, all right, you go to Twitter. I'm going to put out this week that we're casting so-and-so. Yeah, they'll fucking love it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Uh, I like that thing. Why didn't we see that in the uh, Marvel offices in this episode? Um, <laughs> but I think that that, I, that brings us to the end here. Tom, thank you. Always a joy to have you here. Um, hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. I want to give you the chance to tell people where they can find your podcast. Anything else you're up to? Yeah, uh, we're everywhere you find your podcast. You know, the Spotify's, the Apple Podcasts, the the fun, weird ones that I can't believe people actually use to stream podcasts. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story Pod. You can email us your fun theories, silly questions, or all around get a debate out of Sean and I at the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I also want to say you guys have a tremendous T-shirt. This is amazing. I'm really happy. It came in the mail. Looks great. the The baseball tee is worth a purchase if you guys uh, if you guys want it. It's, it's a great T-shirt. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, I appreciate that. But we, uh, we got a lot of different t-shirts. I ordered a, a hoodie today. It's getting cold out there. Yeah. Um, so get yourself a Star Wars hoodie. Um, I do want to, I don't, I don't do this all the time, but just a little shout out. I was checking the reviews. You know, I'm going to tell you all guys to review soon, but just shout out Joshua Spitzer, who's been a guest on here a couple times. He gave us a five star review uh, and wrote some of the kind words. So, um, you know, if you want to do that, I'll read your, should I read his review? And then other people will think I'll read their review. Should you read it in a funny voice? Um, I think you're better at the funny voices. I think you should look it up and do it in a funny voice. <laughs> More of a, my my expertise. <laughs> I'm not a big funny voice guy. Oh, well, we'll teach. All right, I'm ready. Go. All right, go. Uh, he titled it "Always a Great Time on Stark Wars." Uh, <clears throat> Now it's a lot of pressure to do. Think it. of like one of your D and D characters. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Sometimes the guys have terrible takes, but that's okay. Not everybody can have great taste. Seriously, though, these guys are great and love listening to their content. Their merch is always flame emoji, as well. Toodle. Very well done. That was like that was Gilbert Godfrey right there. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I, I had. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I was like, that's Iago from Aladdin right there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's uh, my my goblin character named Black the Lesser. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Tommy. What's going on in your world? Anything you want to tell people? About? Oh, you know this. Uh, yeah. I, I podcast with you, my good friend, for a hundred plus episodes now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, it's watching, I'm knee deep in Naruto. Okay. That's good. <laughs> That's basically it. You can find me in my house watching. It's good. You know, it's, do you want people to find you in your house watching Naruto? I mean, like maybe knock on the door. If you're like, <laughs> if you listen to this, if you come to my door, you knock on the door and you say, Hey, I listen to Stark Wars. I've come to watch you watch Naruto. Yeah, I'd probably let you at that point. I'm gonna watch it with you. Watch you watch it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they can't watch it. They have to look away from the screen. Enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. If you want that experience, hey, hit me up. Maybe, uh, maybe we can make this happen. Otherwise, next to the TV, facing away. Yeah, just to look at me while I'm looking at the TV. Uh, Yeah, I think this is this is all very doable. Uh, Yeah, that's where you can find me. There you go. Fun, fun, fun. All right, guys, I will close this out here. Um, again, I'd like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. If you want your review read in the silly voice, maybe we'll get a new character next week to uh, hit us up. Also, please subscribe because we're going to be here every single week. And we got a lot of stuff coming down the pike. Uh, Black Panther's coming up. We get Tales of the Jedi. Um, Andor's still going on. So buckle up. Uh, it's going to be a bumpy winter. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. YouTube <laughs> at Star Wars Pod. Uh, also check our show notes for our merch. Tom's sporting it tonight. I'll be sporting it next week, hopefully with a new hoodie. Um, uh, also, we have a little Discord community going on, so if that's something you're interested in, you can message us and we will get you in. But that is all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye.